Welcome back, folks, to the feature that competes against algorithms and machines. It's Man vs. Machine, and joining me, as always, on the Game Week 2 podcast is James Carr and Jason Fleming. A simple MO to beat the brilliant fantasy football fix squad predictor. Game Week 1 saw the men come out as victors, but let's see what Game Week 2 has in store. City tonight, I mean, um, if, Joe Hart, yeah, like if Joe Hart does leave, who's going to buy him at four and a half, five and a half million at Everton? I can't see anyone <laughs> buying him. I can't see anyone wanting him. Not when you can get cheaper options than Everton defence, obviously, like Bean with a barge pull, Williams. You might make him a better team, though, and make Everton defenders a more viable asset. I don't think Joe Hart will. He's, he's such a calamity. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, we're back. It's game week two, and we've had one successful week as the men. We'll come on to that in a second. But first of all, um, joining me in the studio again, as always, is James Carr. Uh, handles on the article. Check, check, check that. Jason Fleming, same again for him. How are we doing, guys? Very well, thanks, Matty. Very well, mate. Good stuff. We all watched uh, Chelsea uh, scrape a win last night. Yep. I was glad, uh, obviously, we had Hazard. It's good to see. Yeah, he got yep. brought off, though. I don't know what that was all about. It's not normally like uh, what happens to Hazard, is it? Nah, but... Someone needs to have a word. Anyway, what we'll do is we'll crack on and we will review, first of all, what happened for the men in game week one. Jay, do you want to just give an update on that? Yeah, uh, obviously the men, well, quite clearly beat the machine for the first week, which is obviously a good start. As we, I think we predicted last week, we weren't very scared. Although I did have a little bit of a, a moment where Marshall popped up with two assists at the weekend. So if we just recap our team and the points from last week, our big hitter, obviously we had Aguero captain, who got his 18 points. Ibrahimovic was our vice, who would have also, he scored nine, so we would have got his 18 Hazard obviously popped in with 10 points, and so did Redmond, a nice little cheap option at Southampton playing out of position. I believe he also had a goal disallowed, which would have uh, even boosted like that score, but never mind. We did do so well in defence, really. all of them with two points, no clean sheets, and the same with Courtois. I think overall, reasonably happy. Total score, 61 points. Overall rank, 220,000-ish. Mr Kapue left him his third sub, one goal, 90 minutes, three bonus. Yeah. <laughs> five goals from that whole squad isn't a bad start um, to the season so yeah future's looking good as Jay says we've got 61 points as the men uh, we're floating around the 220k mark which I don't think you can complain about too much Jason what happened with the machine what happened with their team well uh, well, my the machine finished on uh, 52 points nine less than ours uh, most notably, seven players in their team uh, all blanked. Uh, Luke Shaw, Wes Morgan, Tarish, Eriksson, Ayu, Carol Kane, all blanked. The only um, players in the team to provide some points was Heaton with save points. Uh, Macaulay picked up a bonus point in the clean sheet against Palace. Uh, as Jay's already alluded to, Anthony Morial came up with uh, two assists and got 11 points. And their captain was Sergio Aguero. He came up with 18. First on 52 points, nine below us. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it's, it's early days. It's early days. I'm still... I'm still a little bit threatened by their front line, um, Harry Kane, this weekend, especially at home to Palace. But we can talk about that later. Um, their star pick is Marshall. Scored more points than any of our players. So, yeah, they have got a little bit of glory there. But at the moment, uh, they are behind us by nine points. So, just to recap on the score, it's the men with 61 points and the machine with 52 points. And obviously, we've been only game week one. They're the standings in, in the table as well. So... First blood goes to the men on that one. Now, I just want to talk about last week's podcast because any new listeners out here should really take note here because we had a bit of a, a, a result. Last 
week we predicted uh, well we all we had to go through the uh, positions from defense to the front line and pick a budget option and when we say budget option we mean the lowest op- you know the lowest price of them all so in defense um, we chose uh, Jordi Amat of Swansea he came back with uh, one of only two clean sheets of the whole game week so that was a great result for for Amat and then in midfield we we went for Kapue he scored he got 10 points and then up front, we opted for Diamonde of Hull, and he got eight points and scored as well. So, you know, we can't really get much better than that. We got um, a defender with a clean sheet, a midfielder with a goal, and a striker as a goal, all as mid- uh, budget options picked from last podcast. So what we're going to do now is we're going to just look at the machine and machine's team and just have a look at some of their players. As I say, I'm a little bit threatened by Kane, uh, but there are some other players on there that I think we should um, keep his eye out. Um Jess, you've had a chance to have a scroll through their team. Is there any players that catch your eye? Yeah, well, uh, as we said last week with uh, Andy Martial, when I first saw him, I was, uh, well, my reaction was one of laughter. <laughs> but having seen him at the weekend as well, coming up with 11 points, I think he's definitely one to watch in that Manchester United side. Uh, I do think 9.5 million is uh, quite a hefty price for him. But when he's come up with stats like that and they're playing Southampton at home this week and then they got Hull as well next week, I think from that, the machine... In that midfield, he's one that we definitely have to watch out for because two assists, he can't ignore that. He's, he outscored anyone else in our team as well. And of the midfield options, I think I would, I would definitely watch yeah, it. Yeah, I, I did read yeah. somewhere. I don't know if there's any truth in this. Maybe I should do some research before I start spouting stuff on, on a podcast. But if you translated his points into a midfielder position last year, so take all the points he scored as a striker and you know convert that to a midfield position, it, it was really up there. You know, with the, with the top with the, with the leaders in the midfield department. So yeah, maybe he is one to watch. And we all laughed a little bit, didn't we, <laughs> last week? Yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't even, like, well, I thought with all the players coming in the Manchester United, like Mkhitaryan, I thought, uh, you know, Martial would have been, like, you know, there would have been rotation with him there. But, I mean, obviously, he started on the Mourinho. Mourinho must like him. And he played and he got to come up with 11 yeah. points. And he wasn't the only one that we got wrong because uh, one matter, we talked about him and we all kind of thought, oh, well, Mourinho will be the first one to get rid of Mata. And he, he had a good game. Um, you know, he scored that opening goal. He didn't make it. You know, ninety minutes, and he did get subbed subbed quite early, relatively. But yeah, he's another one that we kind of uh, got wrong with that Manchester United attack. So I think there's a lot, lot to watch with that Manchester United attack. It's completely different to last year. Such a delta, right? So I'll have a go now. Looking at this machines team, there are some. That, as I said, there are some great players, and one that I'm a, a little concerned about is Dusan Tadic. We've opted for the cheaper option of Redmond, and in game week one. It was Redmond that came out victorious. He actually had a goal disallowed. We talked about that earlier. But Tadic is no mug. He had the most. He created the most chances out of all the players in game week one. He created six chances. So he played really well as well. I watched the extended highlights, and he had a really good game, did Tadic. So, um, so if you can name a dog, he's getting excited. He must be a, a Tadic fan in the background. But um, so yeah, Tadic is one to watch. We've gone for Redmond. It's one and a half million um, less expensive, so we'll see how that pans out with with Tadic. Jay, coming to you now. Who have you got your eye on in that machine? Fifteen for the machines team. I've got to stick with Harry Kane. Obviously, we discussed him in previous podcasts, and it was a debate. It's still a personal debate of mine. Do I go for Harry Kane or do I go for Ibrahimovic? Harry Kane, obviously, we thought was a, originally a one-season wonder in 2014-15. I think he bagged 21 goals, seven assists. Last year, as we know, 25 goals, three assists. 
he's gone from six million to ten million and now eleven million. So he's half a million pound cheaper than our friend Ibrahimovic. And it's a case of over the season, I do honestly think that they'll score around the same amount of points. But it's all about jumping on and off potentially. And I think obviously their fixtures coming up, a decent fixture at home this week. So that's one to watch out for. The other thing with Spurs, as always, is when they get into the midweek cup competitions, they always seem to falter at the weekends, regardless of who they're playing. And I don't know if that's still going to be the case, or if they've now got enough depth in the squad to, to deal with it. And Ibrahimovic obviously has no other cup comp- competitions to worry about. And as we know, he's the big Swede up front, and everything's going to be aimed around him from United's attack, which we've already discussed with Marshall. And obviously Ibrahimovic did play two games, and he's got two goals, obviously, the Charity Cup. You want to hear some stats about this? I mean, I was astounded when I checked it out. Obviously, no goals. Um, he had zero attempts on goal. He had zero shots in the box. He had zero headed goal attempts. Zero shots on target. He literally did zilch. The only thing he did, he had two touches yeah. in the penalty area. That's it, two touches. I don't know what was going on in that Tottenham team. Maybe it was a one-off. But yeah, I'm still threatened by it because they've got really easy fixtures now coming up. Um, but yeah, those stats don't bode well deliver for Harry Kane. Now, just a recap on the rules um, and the game. We are trying to beat the Fantasy Football Fix uh, squad predictor. So you can go onto their website. You can log in with your FPL details. You can go to the Assistant Manager tab. Uh, it'll load up your team. You can set some variables. Uh, do I want a new goalkeeper? Do I want a new midfielder? That kind of thing. Set how many game weeks you want it to predict for. Press a button and it will suggest the best transfer for you to make or transfers. It'll even do a wildcard prediction for you. So it's a really good feature. Now, the rules are that each team, the man and the machine, have to make one free transfer a week. Now, we have to do that. We have to make a free transfer. We can't save them, just in in fairness. So, Jace, what have we decided to do for our Game Week 2 transfer for the men? Well, obviously, Matt, as we were uh, really happy with the score and... uh... Our t- like most of our team anyway, uh, we found it quite difficult to find a transfer until Sunday when Bournemouth played Manchester United. Um, we decided to like ship out uh, Bradley Smith and uh, brought in Jordi Amat. We just felt like at four million, uh, you want a playing defender uh, as a like on the bench to, uh, as fodder. Brad Smith didn't even start. Uh, we're bringing in Jordi Amat, four million starting defender. Swansea uh, got a clean sheet. They've got decent fixtures coming up. Bournemouth on the other hand were quite leaky at the back. They don't have the best fixtures. We think it's a no-brainer really. I think you're right. If we didn't have to make a free transfer, we'd probably leave it at that. Uh, if it was, you know, if this was our personal team, then definitely we'd, we'd roll that free transfer over because I think we're very happy with the team as it stands. But yeah, we have to do it, and I think that's a very sensible decision. Um, so we're going to look at the machines team now, and we're going to take it in turns. We're going to look, and we're going to try and predict what the machine is going to do. Um, so I'll just quickly. Uh, recap their team. Heaton in net. Jakubovic is their subkeeper. McCauley, Morgan and Shaw are their back three with Amat and Kone as uh, sub-defenders. The midfield uh, four is Tadic, Eriksson, Marshall and the injured Ayu. That could be a sign. And then up front, they've got Aguero, Kane and Andy Carroll. Uh, they've also got a fifth midfielder, Jerinak of Palace. Um, so that's the lineup. Uh, I'm going to come to you first, Jace, on this one. What do you think the machine is going to do with this with this squad? Well, obviously looking over the side um, and looking at the fixed website itself, uh, I thought with Ayu being yellow flagged, I thought they were going to chip out. Uh, they were going to take it on Ayu and bring in Eric Lamella. Okay, that's a, well. They're going with triple Spurs. 
that's my, that was my that was the one issue I'd have with that. I thought if they have the trouble Spurs, then yeah. But they base these things on on stats, and if and if Spurs are going into the next five weeks, exactly, you know, and yeah. some great fixtures, then maybe that's what they're going to do. It's an interesting shout. Yeah, Spurs had yeah Spurs as well last season. A lot of people actually had triple attack as well. Jay, over to you now. What do you predict that the machine will do? I think it's a tough matter. That's what I say. Trying to predict what a machine. Obviously, it's programmed by a man, but no man interferes with it. Really not sure what they're going to do. I don't think they they really need to change anything. Like I say, I was the obvious pick with them being injured. Obviously, I've had a look on the site myself, and uh, it actually flew up with Lamella to say bring him in for my personal team. So I reckon JC, you're onto something there. I think unfortunately, it looks like they're tipping Lamella for big things, which doesn't sit with me personally. I can't see them wanting to change anything else, might because obviously the bench players are just sitting there nicely. Don't think they're really going to change their keepers at that stage and normally the fixed prediction when I've used it in the past tends to throw out like attacking options when you're trying to receive the most points then that's where you're going to hit them okay interesting so you're both going for Lamella I mean I think that we are right in calling that IU has to go I mean there again it's it's not a serious injury so but does the machine know that is it that intelligent I don't know um I'm I'm as well I'm going to think that IU's going to make way and I think it'll be for Ross Barkley um, he came up with a goal, although it was a fluke, wasn't it? He didn't mean to score it, and it's the same price. I think that it'll be Ross Barkley. So, for everyone who's listening, we have no idea what the machine's going to do. Um, we have decided to do um, Brad Smith, the non-playing Bournemouth defender. We all thought he would start um, to Jordi Amat. That's what our transfer is going to to be. Um, so I'm going to press the button now. I've got all the variables set. Um, I've set it to predict for five game weeks. Um, I've let it choose between all positions, so I'm not, you know, restricting it to just midfielders or defenders or anything like that. I've said that they can have two um, goalkeepers or defenders from the same team and put a 30% emphasis on the substitutes. Um, so one transfer. Here we go. I'm going to press optimize your squad, and it's loading. Uh, suspense while it thinks about what it's going to do. It's killing me. <laughs> Still. Oh, here we go. Ah, guys, you were right. Uh, are you to Lamella? That's what it's... Lamella, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, in all fairness, what I will do is I will just wait until um, the end of this evening and then I will press the button because Manchester City are playing and if Aguero gets injured, then obviously we, we have to be fair and we'll have to rerun this projection. But at the moment, you're right, are you to Lamella? And on the same note, if Lamella looks like he's rising in price... Um, I'll also do that transfer early. Um, we never talked about the captain. We'll talk about that later. I've just got it up on the screen. Who do you think the machine is going to captain out of their squad as well? I think it's probably going to stick with the safe option and go with Aguero again, to be honest, if he stays fit after tonight. Yeah, I agree with Jay. I would probably go for Aguero as well. Stoke away. He's got a uh, good history there. Uh, I think a couple of years ago he bragged the brace there. So it is the midday, it's the midday fixture as well, and I think you pulled up some stats last year on... How many goals are scored in the different early fixtures, late kickoff, Monday nights? So maybe worth digging yeah, I mean, out them. I was on the fan feud podcast last night, and I did make a point. I can make it again, right? That Aguero, um, as well, City have travelled to Stoke um, five times when Aguero's been with them, and Aguero's failed to make the squad three times. Um, so he's only actually been to Stoke twice, and one of them was a nil-nil draw. So. A little bit of history there, but we know what happens when we look at history and FPL. It always bites you in the ass. 
So right now the article will be live, so you can go check that, and you can check the the, the team, so you can have a look at it whilst you listen to the uh, podcast. Both teams are there, so check that out. And then in defence, the machine I've got, uh, they've decided to bench Amat um, and bench Morgan, um, and obviously bench uh, Jedinak. But interestingly, they've benched they've benched Heaton, and they're playing Jakubovic um, for Hull. Uh, against Swansea, who had the most shots on target in game week one. Yeah, Fix predicted that for me as well. It told me to drop Petr Cech and play Jakubovic this week. Um, recap of the Machines team. Jakubovic in goal, away to Swansea. Shaw at home to Southampton, Friday night football. McCauley at home to Everton. Coney at home to Middlesbrough, that's a decent back three. Marshall uh, at home to Southampton, vice-captain. Tadic away to Man United. Uh, then Lamella and Eriksen both at home to Crystal Palace. Aguero away to Stoke. Carroll, forgot about him. Carroll at home to Bournemouth, that could be interesting. And then Harry Kane, Captain Harry Kane at home to Crystal Palace. Um, that's, it looks like a decent team actually. Uh, the predicted game week score is 57 uh, for the machine. Okay, oh. so now what we're going to do is we're just going to run through our team. Uh, Jason, do you want to just quickly run through our game week two team and how we're setting that up? Yeah, sure, my end goals were open for uh, Thibaut Courtois away to Watford. Uh, we're going for a back four, uh, because of the suitable fixtures there, of uh, Leighton Baines, away to Brom, uh, Antonio Valencia, home to Southampton, uh, Johnny Evans, home to Everton, and Jordi Amat, home to Hull. And then in midfield, we're going for Eden Hazard, uh, away to Watford, Deli Alley, home to Palace, Nathan Redmond, away to Man U. And then up top, we're sticking with Andre Gray, home to Liverpool, Sergio Aguero, away to Stoke, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, home to Southampton. I guess the only thing left to decide is the captain. Um, so we haven't really talked about this on WhatsApp during the week. Um, well, game week one's literally just finished. So, what are your thoughts on the captain, guys? Uh, I don't know. For me, those stats around Aguero kind of lean towards him because, as I said uh, last last season, how many times did we get caught out by listening to historic stats? And we kind of went um, with history over our own gut feel. Um, for me, Aguero has to have that after as the armband. It's a safer option as well. But what about you, Jess? Yeah, well, I was torn between three options. I was torn between uh, Aguero, Ibrahimovic and Hazard because all three of them are quite appealing fixtures for me. But as you said before, I've been mean, the stats. Never listen to the stats. Always captain Aguero. I wouldn't have it out anyway. Hazard's on penalties, as we saw, like last night. Away to Watford, we know he looked, to me, he looked sharp again. He was putting balls into dangerous areas. He looked like he was attacking. He was pushing forward all the time. Aguero, obviously, is on penalties. It all depends on if he stays fit tonight and how he actually looks. Because the mid, well, the 12.30 kickoff, I think it is, at the weekend on Saturday. It's not a lot of resting time for somebody with glass ankles if it's going to happen. Ibrahimovic, home to Southampton. Southampton are always tight at the back, but I don't know. I, I always have a problem with uh, 12.30 kickoffs uh, they, they, on the Saturday. They, I never do well with them, like the picks. But every time I've captained a player on the 12.30 kickoffs, they've always let me down. So, um, yeah. I, I don't even know if we've decided. Um, Jay, have you, uh, what are you saying on that one, Jay? Because we went for Aguero. Yeah, I'm going to say Aguero, obviously, unless tonight he gets injured or anything happens. United playing on a Friday night, I don't want to spend Saturday, Sunday worrying about what Kane could do. Uh, stick safe. Aguero is our captain then. So, we've got a few minutes left in the studio, guys. We've got about two or three minutes. What What do you reckon? Are, are there any transfers that are doing the rounds? Any Any rumours um, that could make FPL a little bit more interesting? I think the one we've already discussed earlier, Matty, being Joe Hart. Potential, obviously, for leaving City. is benched again tonight. 
and the, the strong rumour is that he's going to head towards Everton. Yeah, I think it was the last couple of days there was a bid of 23 million plus 7 million add-ons for Benteke rejected, but um, we're trying to hold out for the 30 million because in this current market, that's what we think he's uh, valued at. So if he went to Palace, 7.5 million, as we've uh, touched on before, he'd be a great option with Palace's fixtures as well. But, I mean, I think it could still happen in the next three or four days. It just depends if Palace are willing to meet that valuation of about 32 million that we yeah, signed yeah. Benteke for in the first place. To be honest, I don't, Atletico don't seem interested in Costa, yeah. which obviously has a domino effect on, on Chelsea. And I've not heard any rumours about Everton going in for a, a striker. So, yeah, I think Lukaku's staying put. I think Costa's staying put. It does seem that way. He seems to be back on his on his form, tripping up defenders last night, um, Monday night football. So we'll see. Just really interesting. It's not a transfer room, but I'm, uh, so I'm just checking the Manchester City lineup, and it's great for a lot of players who've bought, brought in John Stones. I think he's ownership like 37% now. It, he's obviously starting, but finally they're playing a, a proper back four with full backs and, and uh, central um, defenders. Uh, Kolarov and Zabaleta on the wings and Stones on Otamendi. Otamendi's not the greatest, greatest, but at least they're not playing Kolarov there. So that may bode well for the weekend as well. Um, you may have to keep his eye on uh, Willie Caballero <laughs> because at 5 million he could be another decent shout into getting into this city back line, but I think they'll strengthen up if we'll buy somebody else. Right. Okay, guys. I think that's all we've got time for. Um, it was a lot to get through. Um, hopefully everything will make sense if you're watching it on the on the website as well. The teams will be posted on Twitter. Um, good luck to everybody involved in game week two. Um, any questions, just fire them over on Twitter, on the article, on Instagram. Get involved. Let, let's all club together and beat this machine. Uh, we are all the men at the end of the day. We'll see what happens in game week two. It's been a good, good, good session, guys. Thanks for that. Cheers, everyone. See you. Bye. Bye, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.